Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. All right, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. Uh, I'm joined by Joe Marshall from my team to talk about agriculture today, which is a little bit uh, of a different topic for us. But you've been like super into the weeds on this recently, right? I don't know if that's a pun, but I'm going to roll with it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have, I've been on a journey uh, most of this year uh, looking at agriculture, both big and small, from a, you know, a, a large macro and micro cybersecurity perspective. And because of our involvement in Ukraine, it just kind of pulled me down a, a rabbit hole of curiosity. And here I am now uh, putting out blog posts about it and talking with you. Yeah, yeah so we put together our, we as in Talos, but you wrote it. Uh, put out a blog post that I'll be linking to in the show notes, but it's by the time this episode comes out, it'll have been, been out for about a week or so. And the main thrust of that post is that Ukraine is incredibly important to the world's food supply chain, especially when it comes to stuff like grain. And you kind of dig into the logistics side of this and talk about what Ukraine means in the grand scheme of things, and also what security threats it faces. So I want to start out by asking you, about agriculture in Ukraine in general and what their production means to the broader scope. Like, because if hypothetically speaking, if there was a cyber attack on Ukrainian agricultural infrastructure, it could have some pretty wide ranging implications. Yes. Any, Ukraine is in a, an incredibly fragile place anywhere right now as it relates to any attack on the infrastructure, kinetic or otherwise. I, I guess kind of the reasons that I wanted to draw attention to, to Ukraine specifically and then sort of big picture, like why should someone in South America or North America or Asia care about that? It is that, you know, there's really not no such thing as a local food supply. It's a global food supply. So we all buy, you know, and and trade and sell to other countries all over the world. We all have importers and exporters, right? And Ukraine is just a profoundly big exporter of a lot of, uh, products that people consume. Um, they're, you know, what the fifth largest exporter of wheat in the world. Um, they're the largest exporter of sunflower seeds and sunflower oil. Like they have a major, major presence on the agriculture market. And the sort of the big picture that I wanted to, to bring to folks is that, you know, we as, as cyber defenders, we get very lost in the, the technical minutia of our jobs, which is what we're supposed to do. I'm a hyper nerd, right? I love, I love focusing on the, on the technical details of malware campaigns and victimology and and all the, the stuff that goes with that. But sometimes you have to pull your head up just a little bit and see what uh, direction the wind is blowing in. And if I'm in a market that's sensitive to a disruption from a, a cyber attack perspective, well, then I should be aware of that. You know, it's like my football coach used to say, you got to keep your head on a swivel. And it's, it's you have to know that um, when you're swimming in more precarious waters, even though our job is, frankly, you know, swimming with sharks every day as it is, that kind of situational awareness can pay a lot of dividends for risk and how your organization thinks about risk and maybe how you do your your job on a tactical level. So what have we seen so far in this arena? Are, have there been any recorded cyber attacks on this industry or what are some of the current threats that you feel Ukrainian agriculture is facing? So, so the Ukrainian agriculture, without a doubt, is facing more kinetic, right? So you've got uh, crop fields that have been mined, deliberately mined, the anti-personnel, anti-tank mines. You've got unexploded ordinances. So a missile or a bomb didn't go off. They have to bring in an explosive ordinance disposal team to, to render it safe. You've got 
God, the human toll of a war on a country, you know, can you even find labor to help you do the farming that's necessary to do these things? And, you know, I, there's, there's heartbreaking pictures all over the internet of, of tractors that are burned and exploded because the Ukrainians are going to do their jobs. They're going to try to feed us and they're hitting these landmines and it just, it breaks you. It's just, it's awful to see. From a cyber perspective, really, I, I couldn't really comment because I don't, I don't really know how deeply we are into the Ukraine cyber element from a telemetry perspective. From a global perspective, and certainly what we've seen here in the United States, ransomware cartels are very keen to, to pounce on sensitive industries. We saw that during the outbreak of COVID-19 and the medical institutions, a lot of ransomware attacks. And we're definitely uh, seeing that ransomware cartels are doing their homework and they're targeting ag during uh, times where they're not very flexible, like during planting or harvesting, where you're on very time-sensitive windows either to get something in the ground or get it out of the ground into market, and you just can't suffer disruptions. It's, it's, it's very financially adverse to do that, which means that these cartels are doing their homework, they're understanding their victims, and they're, they're figuring out additional methods of compliance to get paid. And when you're in a fragile global food supply chain situation as well, this can only feed, it's blood in the water to a shark. It, it just pays to understand, again, the big picture and then focus on why it matters in the small picture. So what are some things that we as defenders can do to prepare for this? Or even if you're not a, a lot of these listeners, obviously, are probably not directly involved in this in, in some way, shape or form. But is there anything like the international leadership or law enforcement or anything like that can do to better prepare for these threats? So so we're, we're, we are all in the agriculture cybersecurity business, whether you choose to acknowledge it or not. If you like food on your table, you are in ag cybersecurity. Welcome to the team. So even if you don't think, you know, I'm not in a business with ag, you know, you want to support it. You want to be a part of it because you like to eat. The big picture for like industry, I think, is recognizing that A, that there is a problem. I think that there are a lot of maybe institutional mechanisms that could exist. Like, so for instance, in the United States, we have the federal crop insurance company. So if you have a crop injury due to a, a frost or a tornado, you know, we can reimburse you some of the money you've lost through your crops. Maybe something like that could exist, either private and public with farmers uh, from a cyber incident. Who knows? And also I want to, I want to pull away just a bit from what we consider traditional agriculture businesses. If I am a tractor supply company and I'm hit with a ransomware attack and I can't get parts to my dealer, then now I have directly impacted a farmer during crop season who now's tractors broke down and I cannot fix it. So like these things have a ripple effect that we just cannot predict and that keeping these businesses safe and secure is really going to be, I think, the, the most vital thing. And it's a very difficult problem to solve uh, you know, step one, be aware. Step two, let's figure out a plan to combat it and, and make our, our global food supply chain safer for everybody. I know that you and I, we could probably talk about this like for another half hour or hour because you've, you've been to so many conferences and on calls and so many calls and stuff at this point. But is there anything else in general that I, I missed on this topic or anything else that you want to say in general about the, as it relates specifically to Ukraine? Um, that, you know, we tell us are, are heavily involved in Ukraine. You know, we have friends there or we have family, friends who have family there. We have, we're, we're all aboard for helping them defend themselves and that we want this war to be over and our friends to have normal lives again. And, you know, I, I don't want to be right. It's not like I'm, I'm predicting with glee damage to our global food supply chain. It's just, uh, you know, we, we, uh, I want to be wrong and I want this to be over. 
But I appreciate it, Joe, for coming on the show as always and lending your expertise. And I hope you have a good weekend.